where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Many times every day, we are placed in situations where the world just puts a squeeze on us. We feel the pressure of raising a family, of being a good husband or wife, and of being a good son or daughter. We feel the stress and strain of being a good employee, a good friend, a responsible adult, and the list goes on and on. Every day we are pulled in so many different directions that sometimes we don't even know what direction we are headed. It is in these times that our true character comes out. How we respond and how we behave in every situation is definitive of who we are. As children of God, we must be sure that our responses and our actions reflect whose we are. Join Kim Miller in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries as she takes us on a journey through the scriptures, helping us respond appropriately when the world puts the squeeze on us. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, all of us can relate to those stressful times in our lives when we really feel like we're in a pressure cooker or we feel like we're in a vice grip. And it seems like on every hand and any way that we turn that we are feeling pressure. And we know that that's of the devil. We understand that God doesn't want us to feel that way because he said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And there is nothing abundant about being squeezed to your smallest self. But one of the things that I know to be true is that in those circumstances, I am more likely to act differently than what my heart really wants me to act than I am in any other situation. And so long, long time ago, I made this promise to myself that I would intentionally live in a manner that my actions didn't betray my heart. Now, truthfully, there are times when I'm not able to live up to that goal or live up to that promise that I made myself because I'm choosing instead of letting the God in me take control or allowing the Holy Spirit to calm me or to give me the peace and the understanding of how I should properly and appropriately behave in every situation. Instead of that, I move into this place, this default, where I might get snippy or snappy. I might... um, speak more harshly than I should, or maybe not show up in a way that I should. 
See, these are all things that the devil does to cause us to lose our witness with those around us. And you say, well, Kim, you know, we're only human. That is true. But if you're walking around without the intent and the purpose to be the light of the world, you've totally missed Matthew chapter 5. You've totally missed the opportunity to let your light so shine before men that others may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If you have not purposely and intentionally in your heart determined that you are going to stand for God in all circumstances and in all ways, then you will easily be swayed, easily be removed, much like a sailboat in the wind. So we must right now at this moment accept the accountability and the responsibility that we're the light of the world. We must take to heart when Jesus said, ye are my witnesses. We are ambassadors of the Most High God, and we may be the only Bible that some people ever read. we got to make sure that our lives are demonstrating and our actions are displaying exactly what God means when he says that we are to love one another, that we are to be holy as he was holy, that we are to forgive as he forgives us. Those are tall orders. And I'm sure you're thinking, well, I'm defeated before I get started. And the answer is, you as a human in flesh are truly defeated before you get started. But those of you who have put your faith in Jesus Christ, who have committed your life to him, have within you the Holy Spirit that will lead you and guide you and teach you and instruct you in the ways that you should go. If we are the sheep that God has called us to be, and we hear his voice and we obey his voice, as the Holy Spirit begins to speak within our heart, and we are willing to submit our will for his instructions, when we get to that point in our lives, then the squeeze that the world puts on us will be ineffective. Because instead of it squeezing us, It's squeezing the Holy Spirit within us. We are told that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So the world can put all the squeeze it wants on the Holy Spirit. It will never even bend him or push his shape the least bit out of the righteous, gracious, loving, person within us. The Holy Spirit lives within us, and that's part of the Trinity. But how many of us are shading him? So the world doesn't see him, but he sees the flesh. And this is just a time we're going to have together to just think about some ways that we may respond in some situations. And to up our accountability and to accept the responsibility that we are a reflection of what the world knows to be God. 
that Jesus is transforming power in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, where he transforms our minds and he renews us. We are ambassadors. You know, it's easy for us to see parents who get all stressed out when their children behave inappropriately and they get all embarrassed because they feel like it's a bad reflection on them. In our society, we even have a term called black sheep of the family, the one who makes the family look bad. But I wonder how many of us have ever looked in the mirror and did a self-reflection and said to ourselves, what kind of representative am I of the Most High God? Can the people who are walking by me day by day See a difference in me because of the Holy Spirit that lives within me. Hey, if you can't be told any different from the people who don't have Jesus in you, then clearly you're not letting Jesus free in your life. Because they can't show off Jesus. They can't glorify the Father. They can't represent him. They can't allow the Holy Spirit and the light of God to shine through them because they don't have it. But you do, so it should shine, and you should act differently than the world acts. So as we begin to look, I want you to think about how your actions demonstrate your relationship with God. I want you to ask yourself, do the people around me have any idea who God is simply by the life I am living? Mark twelve thirty three says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but I love an orange, any kind of orange, navel oranges, blood oranges, I even like those knockoffs, I call them, which are tangerines. I love that orangey citrus. And when I want one, I go to the store and I get one. But my friend recently moved to Florida, and she has a lemon tree in her yard, and she has an orange tree, and they're very fruitful. But when I tell her that I want an orange... She goes to the orange tree to pick the orange. She doesn't just randomly walk into her backyard and pick whatever tree is closest to her, assuming that she can get the orange. No, it doesn't work that way. The orange tree is only going to produce oranges, and the lemon tree is only going to produce lemons. And no matter how much she may want to stop at the lemon tree because it's closer or the fruit are lower to the ground and easier for her to pick. If she's going for an orange, it's not going to happen. Nature won't trick you into trying to believe one thing when the truth is something else. An orange tree produces oranges. But we, as Christians, seem to be in the business of trickery. See, our lives don't always demonstrate what our mouths profess. 
And one problem could be is that we're professing something we don't possess. We are claiming to be Christians when we indeed have not given our heart and our life over to Jesus. We have not submitted to him. We have not received his free gift of salvation through the grace of our faith in Jesus Christ. We're speaking words without having the foundation of the possession of the faith that is turned into salvation because we believe in Jesus Christ. If that is the scenario that you fall into, then right now at this moment, you need to bow your head and understand that you are a sinner saved by grace. And you need to realize that Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly in his sinless, perfect life shed upon the cross of Calvary as his blood was shed, washes away your sins if only you believe. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that's Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that's faith, but have everlasting life. Jesus came that we might all have life, but not all of us have received his precious gift. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So right now at this moment, we can, we can clear that scenario up. We can realize that we are a sinner in need of a Savior, as we're told in Romans three twenty three. And that if we place our faith in Jesus Christ, that he will come into us. And old things will be passed away and all things will become new. But for most of you listening to me, that isn't the case. Your scenario is you believe in Jesus, you love Jesus, you've asked him into your life, and many parts of your life and your heart you've given over to him and submitted, but there are just some things your strong will is holding on to. And you haven't allowed him free reign to just come in and sweep through your heart and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, only God can see on the inside. Those around you can only see what you are saying about Jesus with your life. They don't have a way of looking on the inside. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So immediately an observant person can see that your dark ways have been changed to light ways. That the things that you used to do that used to have great attraction to you that used to pull you away from, from God are now things that have no longer you have a desire for because your heart has been changed from darkness unto light. And our actions are going to be what people are able to see. That's the data they're collecting to determine is that person really a Christian? Well, do I need to be a Christian? Because I don't see anything better about them than me. You're not a better person when you are saved than somebody who isn't saved. You're a more blessed person. And you are a changed person. And the Jesus in you is very different. 
than the devil in the world. But your actions need to line up with the scriptures. And again, I submit to you, be holy, for I am holy, Jesus says. God explains that we are to be holy, that we're no longer to be serving sin, and sin hath no more dominion over us. So Galatians 6.10 tells us, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So as brothers and sisters in Christ, we're a family. So we should be helping those that are our brothers and sisters. We, we should also take every opportunity we can to be the hands and feet of Jesus extended. Being a Christian, there's no room for you to be selfish and lazy. The harvest is white. Who's going to go and reap the harvest? Our conversations, they need to be holy. Do you have a foul mouth? The Bible says in many instances that we're not to have a foul mouth. You don't need to be speaking the language of the world. You need to be speaking the peace of the gospel. You don't need to be using the slang of the world. You need to be using the grace of his glory in your words and your actions. Galatians 6.10 told us that we needed to do good. 1 Peter 1.15 will tell us we need to have good conversations. He says, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversations. Do not be destructive in your words. The tongue is hard to control, James tells us. But Jesus in you, the Holy Spirit in you, the light of the world in you can give you control over the, the very thing that can destroy somebody in just a moment. And that's your tongue. Speak life into people. Be encouraging. Even in difficult situations, when the world's put a squeeze on you, don't say it in the harshest way possible. I have a person in my life, and no matter what it is they're saying, I tell you the truth, they say it in the most harshest way possible. I also have people in my life that no matter how difficult the situation, no matter how corrective the words need to be, they say it with the most love available. Who are you? Are you a boss that is sharp-tongued, looking for faults, always watching where someone can't meet the standard? Are you a parent that only points out the things that are wrong? Are you a friend who is Captain Obvious in the worst of situations and just keeps telling somebody how bad something is? Or are the person says, how about we pray? Let's call all of heaven down. How about we pray about this? Hey, I know it looks bad. I know it looks hopeless. I know you made a mistake. But Jesus said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Hey, let's love our way through this. Let's let Jesus come in. Let's turn our heart and our lives around. And then our thoughts. 
See, some of us, we still have worldly thoughts. We still focus on the things of the world. When Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I'm telling you, when you start thinking on the things of God, the love of God, the truth of God, the goodness of God, the blessings he's given you, the instructions that he has for you, when you start thinking about that, then the troubles of this world will flee. You might still have them, but they're not going to have, have you. Do you understand that? You might still have trouble in this world, but the trouble isn't going to have you. You're going to have a way of escape as God has promised. When your faith is employed and you put your trust in God and you're willing to obey what he says, regardless of what you think about it, you're willing to take the steps God tells you to take. When that happens, then you're going to have peace that passes all understanding. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. But some of you are watching movies you don't need to watch. Some of you are participating in conversations that are of worldly things, that have smut and bad content, that are filthy in nature. Some of you are reading books that are filled with that, or watching movies, or having discussions fantasies, ideas, those are all things that the devil is doing to get your eyes off Jesus and move you away to destroy your joy and destroy your witness. Why would a sinner come to a Christian asking for help, asking for peace, asking to know more about Jesus, when all their mind is on is the things of the world. Now, when the world puts a squeeze on you and you're feeling down and depressed, pick up Philippians 4, 8 and begin to look through the Bible for the things that are pure, which is Jesus. For the things that are lovely, which is his creation, which is his promises which is the promise that he's coming back again, the promise that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Write them in your journal. Count them as you find them in the scripture. Delight in them as you would a treasure because they are a gem for the heart and the mind in your life. Hold them sacred. And then... Let's get real as we're coming to the close. We're his witnesses. He says that in Isaiah 43.10. You're my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. So don't put one in his place. He is God. Don't make the boat. You're God. Don't make your job so that you can buy the boat, your God. Don't make your car. Don't make your family, your wife, 
your sports, your hobbies, your habits. Don't let them get in the place of being in the house of God when the doors are open, of your reading every single day, your instructions and the love letter from Genesis to Revelations that God has given you, from you learning the truths that Jesus wants you to know so that you have a relationship, so that you understand the character of God and you understand the mannerisms of Jesus and you become more like him as you see what he instructs you to be and as I've alluded to so many times in this podcast let's take responsibility for the commandment he tells us in Matthew 5 14 through 16 when he says you are my you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick Why? And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What causes us to have those moments when we're not that light, when we betray our heart? Perhaps it's that our heart hasn't been maintained for a while. Maybe the dirt of the world has crept in and hardened us to the point that we're not tender to hear his leading and his pleading. Maybe we've taken our eyes off Jesus and we forget to find the love of God in every situation and we're not living as Paul said in Galatians 5.24 and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. How is it that we can live in this world but not partake of what it has to offer us. Peter wanted to be washed from head to toe, and Jesus said unto him, He is washed, needeth not saved to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all, in John chapter 13, 10. When you walk into the world, and you walk through the world, the dust of the world gets on you. We got to wash that off. Jesus was explaining to Peter that he already had been cleansed, but because he was in the world, he needed to be washed. He needed to reflect on his day, ask God to forgive him where he messed up, ask God to show him so he'd be better the next day, ask God to remove temptations, ask God to remove the effects of sin, get him out of the way of sin. Daily, we must come to God and ask him to clean the dirt of the world off our feet. We can do that through the promise of 1 John 1, 9, which I've previously mentioned. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us again from all unrighteousness. I encourage you, my friend, as we're closing, that you take heed to the psalmist David when he said in Psalms 119.11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I may not sin against thee. Read it from cover to cover. Read it from each topic that comes to your heart. Ask the Lord to lead you into what you should study. Ask him to tell you where you should be reading. Start with the promises of God. As a a child of God, you should know what's in store for you and what God has promised you. Take a moment and look at your life. When the world comes squeezing in on you, what comes squeezing out of you? That's going to tell you what your relationship is. 
That's going to tell you what's important. That's going to be where the rubber meets the road. And Luke 6.45 says this. A good man of the good treasure of his heart bringing forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. What's in your heart? What are you feeding your heart? What are you letting in your heart? Are you guarding your heart? When the world gives you a squeeze, just give them Jesus. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved. Thank you.